welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I'm your host, Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can uh, find the whole show on Twitter at MMMShow75. Are you kidding me right now? Sexy Star is the Lucha Underground Champion. That is it. Holy crap. I, I, I don't even understand what I just witnessed. It's a big deal for anyone to pill Mo Muertes. Wow. That is amazing. I, I'm shocked. Wow. That is something special. That This is an iconic visual right now. Sexy Star holding that championship belt. I, I can't even believe I just saw that. Wow. I, I have to say that, honestly, I don't know that I've ever been this shocked watching a wrestling show before in my life. I, I, didn't, I, did not, I did not think that that is something that they would ever do. That's just craziness. Total and absolute insanity. Um, and Pentagon getting taken out by, by Lotus and, and her triad team there. That has to be the triad. She said she had a triad coming. There were three badass shit kickers that came in and kicked ass with her. Well, yeah, I'm going to assume there's three of them. That's a triad to me. I mean, it's not your typical uh, gang triad or whatever, but um, I, I don't even know what to make of that. That is amazing. Um, wow. I mean, I got to – so. We, we got to wait a whole week now to see what the deal is with so much stuff. Well, now. Mundo already said at the beginning he's going to turn in uh, oh. his Gift of the Gods belt next week against whoever wins. So, uh, I mean, I guess that makes sense because he's kind of got this thing going with Sexy Star now. Um, so, that's it. I mean, I guess Mundo's going to come after Sexy Star for her belt. Yeah, but... Wouldn't you think Dario um, is going to want to get Matanza one-on-one with her for the belt as soon as he can? I mean, maybe Dario could swerve the whole thing, but you know, as it stands from what you saw in this episode of what was actually set up, you got Sexy Star facing Mundo next week. If he's actually turning in his Gift of God's belt, he's the Gift of God's champion. I really wanted to see him turn into uh, Johnny McMundo and double belt it like Conor McGregor. <laughs> That's kind of uh, what I thought was going to uh, happen. I mean, I mean, that would Mundo, be an interesting moment, right? It would be. Mundo talks a really good game, really good game, and in his time in the temple, he's really shown that he has the talent as far as a fighter to back up the game that he talks. But did, I just, I just don't know if he could take Matanza one on one. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Now that Sexy Stars champion. He already just beat her like a week or two ago. Yeah, well, and, I mean, and maybe she doesn't hold it for very long, but who thought she was going to have it at all, ever? I mean, I thought maybe there was a chance when she was the Gift of the Gods champion that, you know, if she turned it in at the right time, she would come out on top. But I never in a million years thought, you know, you'd have her come out of a 20 luchador tournament, the winner. You know, uh, that's just the, that's, that's a ballsy call by Krista Joseph is what it is. 
I mean, you want to talk about women's revolutions and wrestling and this, that, and the other thing. Um, you know, we can't even get a damn female president, but Krista Joseph can get himself a female champion. Apparently that, that, that really is it. I mean, you have a revolution now that has been televised. The revolution will be televised. That's it. It's not hell in a cell. It's not the national election. It's in freaking Lucha underground. Sexy star is. Hey, what's up? I'm back. Champion. I was just saying the, uh, this is amazing. We, you know, the Hell in a Cell didn't get it done. Hillary Clinton didn't get it done. Somehow, uh, it's Sexy Star in Lucha Underground that gets it done. She is the women's revolution. Uh, what do you think? I think I think Lucha Underground is beyond a Lucha Revolution. I think Lucha Underground is going after the purest like form of what you might call feminism or equality to where you don't have to point out that you're making women equal with men. You just have everyone on the same playing field doing the best they can. So you don't go, you don't have sexy star. Sexy star is fighting for a certain demographic of the crowd, but I think the appeal is more as an underdog as someone fighting through so much adversity, which is why you see so many people on both sides of the, you know, both genders going, you know, rooting for her. You see guys like Casey rooting for her in the crowd because <laughs> now come because, on. That's okay, just yeah. mean. Let's be but, honest. Look, Casey is probably rolling over in whatever grave that he died in from Pentagon yeah. getting eliminated. Yeah. But, but she is, I think she's presented as the ultimate underdog when she, she was one of the original characters of Lucha underground. And through that, you could say she was on a path to be the face of the show, the face of the brand of Lucha underground at some point. Um, the face. Yes. But, but did you imagine the champion? I just don't like, know I how just... she beats one-on-one like mill or or Matanza. Okay, or look, yes, Puma. the deck is stacked against her after tonight. Obviously, um, why well, did you know? I didn't know how she was size strength wise alone. Lu Lucha Underground has some freaking monsters in there. Um, so you know, just but that's our under that's our underdog story guys. though. Yeah, but I mean. That's her. There's That's times to her. be an underdog, and then there's times that you don't want to be an underdog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, she's. I think she. Her appeal is fighting for all the people who don't have a choice for being an underdog. You see her with Mel. You see her with Matanza. You see her with Puba, like former champions. Even like even Phoenix. Like she can. I could see her like physically having a competitive battle with Phoenix, but she's always going to be the underdog. And I think that's something that we can all, that we can all sort of relate to. Uh, that being said, I never saw her as being championed. I think it's a, I think it's really bold. I think it's really great for her. Um, it's a tremendous victory for her tonight, for sure. Yeah, it's a, well, I'm not worried about her. Like, look, as a performer, she's she's had great moments. She's had her time in the spotlight. Is this a victory for Lucha Underground? 
I mean, that's really the question. Is this I a victory so. or is this a monumentous uh, screw up? Like, are people, is there going to be backlash over this, do you think? Did Nation, like, are people going to be like, you can't have a woman's champion? I think there's two ways to look at this. And I think Lucha Underground sort of wins out on both of them. One, there is a very strong, there's going to be a very strong polarized decision or a polarized opinion about this. Um, I don't know if you if you think that anyone's going to be on just like in the middle of the ground on this, but I think people are going to be either super excited to be surprised that one of the biggest underdogs of Lucha Underground won, or if they're going to be super pissed off that someone they think is undeserving won, and they can't wait. Like they're going to tune in to see her lose the title as soon as possible. Rey Mysterio was one of the biggest underdogs until we saw him just keep winning for decades and decades you know it's i don't know if it's a bad decision booking wise she isn't my personal choice but now that she's well here's and i here's why i don't think you know. it's a bad decision and look this was filmed a long time ago but at the same time to me it is perfect in the climate that we're talking about right now like give something back to people get people talking in this day and age when there's all this uproar right now about the the you know the post-election fervor on both sides and then you've got you know the hell in a cell match you got sasha talking about how there's not enough women on raw for her to have you know the dynamic programs that she's looking for um and here you go lucha underground is like guess what lucha underground's entire female roster is the same size as raw <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. what do you do when you have a small female roster? You don't treat them like they're some kind of separate entity. You're either in the temple to fight and you'll fight whoever and we'll make a story out of it that works or you're not. It's like if you watch uh, From Dust Till Dawn, for instance, another El Rey Network show. When, you know, there's a woman who's this big, strong, you know, vampire snake character is she just fighting other women in the show? Hell no. She's fighting other big bad monsters, other vampires, other whatever. She's shooting guys. You know, it's like, you know, if you're a bad guy robbing a bank, does it matter if you're a guy or a girl? Right. You got an AK-47 and you rob a bank. <laughs> you know, if you're going to step into the temple and fight in this no-holds-barred kind of competition... It doesn't matter. And yeah, maybe maybe you have something stacked against you. It's like, you know, Masquerita has the same thing stacked against him, you know? Yeah. Little guy or whatever, and he gets a win every now and then. So I, I, I think it's smart to create that kind of aura. And I love that they put Cobra Moon in the match too. So it's not like Sexy Star was the only woman in the match or whatever. And, and Mariposa. Um, yeah, I wish... and Mariposa too. Yeah, she went out pretty early, but yes. I mean, all, my my personal preference is I feel as far as a competitor, Ivelisse would be a much better champion as a competitor. I feel that two things against her. One, Sexy Star connect, has connected as a pure babyface and inspirational character much more effectively. Uh, I, I feel Ivelisse is just more realistic in the ring. Um, with uh, yeah, you know, but, with the even playing ground, but also like Ivelisse has a broken ankle, so she's just not even in the equation. Well, yeah, so I was gonna say we saw her pull up lame last week. You know, yeah. So so what's know, she gonna do about it? You know, 
Yeah, and I just I I think your point about it just this is the evil this is this is a world of superheroes like uh, De Joseph and and AB Dub and and I'm sure Roach and everyone involved in creating the show has said this is a world of superheroes and every comic book that you read has people of all gender sizes powers and you know colors of all the spectrum and planets they're from they're all fighting against each other with each other you don't have you know wonder woman not fighting a bad guy because the bad guy is a different gender and that's this right. world these are all superheroes and and why do you create effectively such a world and not utilize it the in the ways that no one else can utilize their worlds yeah make a what fantasy why not so now for people you know who aren't fans of sexy star it sucks when all of a sudden she's the main character of this fantasy world if you don't like her then guess what but i mean that's going to be the case with any champ i know people who had took issue with matanza uh yeah. thought he was too uh undefeatable as a monster and look you know you had to put him in number one against 20 other people to to get somebody to take the strap off of him and obviously you know it's going to be but, you know, we've been talking about it all season, how that's kind of an issue storyline-wise for them to get out of at some point in time. It's like you don't you want him to be the undefeatable monster, but at the same time, you put the belt on him now. So if you have an undefeatable monster with the belt, guess what? Guess who's your champion all year long? I mean, they had to bring out a damn wheel and just start spinning and randomly throwing him people because he was such a huge monster. And that can only carry you so far. I mean... You know, even with the Goldberg thing, dude, that guy went undefeated for a long time before they put a strap on him. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then they had the problem of what he didn't he have the US title and then go into the heavyweight title at the same time. And then you have a problem where now he's clogging up the works on two belts. Um, and so, look, thankfully they have Aztec Warfare. It's a great moment to get the belt off of Matanza. Though I don't want to see that always be the case. Like, I would like to see a champion, you know, get through Aztec warfare unscathed at some point too. You know what I mean? You know, and, yeah, and I honestly, I, I thought Matanza had a big chance of doing that tonight. It's, um, there, uh, Matanza and Brock Lesnar can, you could draw some parallels with that whole thing that you're talking about with building them. You built them up to make them exciting and powerful as the monsters they are. But at some point, if you don't build up the world around them, they become a mountain way much way taller than all the other hills around them. And, and you have, you get that issue. But I think that Matanza has been taken care of a little bit and that he is competitive a little bit, but you still see how powerful he is, but still, he was getting to right. the point where, like, you never thought he would lose a match. Aztec Warfare no. is the spot where he would lose a match because he has, what, 19 other people trying to beat him? That makes sense. Well, exactly. I mean, how many times did he get kicked in the face before he actually lost tonight? I mean, repeatedly. I mean, he was getting triple super kicked by people Yeah, just to, to soften him up. And then, you know, spot after spot. And he was still coming back from him, but eventually, you know, Ray, good gracious, was that a, the Mexican destroyer? What did he hit on him? That it, was 
It was a big version of it, I think. Like it was kind of like sort of a Tiger Driver esque, like Tiger Driver ninety one or something, where it's like it's sort of. But a- I mean, that move looked like Ray actually really did a whole bunch of the work of that lift himself, and I'm like, I thought Ray's knee was gonna go in the middle of that spot. Yeah, but I it's mean, like there were he, some six spots in there, and that Johnny took that bump on his head pretty hard at one point too. I was just like, ooh, but Johnny a took a f- guy. He took a few bumps on his head. Yeah, like, but uh, no, that that move was like sort of a flippy power driver, but it was more like a power bomb on the back of the neck, which might even hurt more because also like in a power driver, you drop on your head and then you like collapse to the ground. This is like a power bomb onto the back of the neck where you can kind of hold the shoulders down for a pin. Yeah, well, like this, it was a great, it was really well done. So, I mean, of moments in the match, that's a pretty big moment. I, in fact, I would say that's one of my, my favorite moments in the match. Uh, the table spots at the end with Sexy Star uh, and Mill were amazing. Um, I yeah. really just, like, I felt all the drama of every one of those spots. They made every single one of those count. Um, so... You know, and I also I love Jeremiah Crane at the beginning of this match too. I thought that he was a great guy to have in there early to just amp up kind of the excitement and the the adrenaline level of the whole thing. Um, you know, even though Mundo could do that too, but at the same time, good God, thank God Mundo got to hide under the the ring or whatever <laughs> because you know he's a guy that can bring some excitement. But dude, being in the whole match for the whole hour. And running around like crazy, you know. I didn't. You don't want to see him gassing out and blowing spots, or just not having great spots at the end. I'd rather. I love. I love what they did. I, I liked him yeah. hiding out and popping back up with the Worldwide Underground. So let me ask you this. Yeah. What do you feel was missing from this match? Uh, it's hard. Uh, I mean, I think. I mean, as far as like missing, you have to look at. There's a lot of stuff that happened that makes that doesn't have explanation yet. So obviously there are things like the triad. There are things um, like, uh, I don't know, Drago and Cobra Moon and, and other things that you need to see the next step and what's going on with them. Um, but as far as like what was missing, um, I don't, I mean, there was no kill shot AR Fox. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I have to tell you as much as I love famous being Masquerita, if those numbers had worked their way into kill shot in AR Fox's hands, I mean, dude, just going back, like I was watching some of the, like a, the Swan AR Fox stuff. I think I posted it on Twitter, some yeah. of their stuff. And it's just like, Oh my God, dude, are you kidding me? Like I'm looking at those matches from CZW and stuff. And I'm just like, this is what, like all the extreme death match stuff aside. And, yeah. and, and they weren't working like spot monkeys either. They were like, hitting spots and then playing out some stuff, doing some stretches and some holds. And, you know, if you watch those matches, they make sense. They're not just doing flippy shit for the sake of flippy shit. They were actually great matches. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, what is WWE doing? Their cruiserweight division could be this. They do have some of the right guys. They don't have all of them. And thank God Lucha Underground has quite a few of them, especially with – uh, Puma and AR Fox and Killshot and, it's, and, and Drago and Aerostar, a few, and Jack Evans. You know, they've yeah. got a lot of these guys that would be, you know, really put that 
cruiserweight thing over the top in WWE. But at the same time, I'm, I'm watching some of these old matches and I'm just like, geez, dude, what is WWE thinking? And then, you know, get to Aztec Warfare and I'm thinking, Aztec Warfare could use a little bit more of that too. Like we, we, we got some of it with Jack Evans, especially when he does his crazy flip to the outside. Um, Pentagon definitely brought some of the, the old school kind of cruiserweight feel to it, believe it or not. And so did Drago when he came in. Cobra Moon did as well. Um, but yeah, like if we had had a little bit of a hardcore and cruiserweight kind of angle with Killshot and AR Fox, I think that that would have set it over the top. But then you would have lost the comedy of Masquerita yeah. and Famous Pete. But as fast as Masquerita got squashed, like I love the Masquerita character, but I, I don't know if I felt like that was the place for it. Like I would have I, rather had AR Fox there. I think that this was a full episode that normally you have separate matches to tell different flavors of story um right and ultimately there were this centered around a competitive battle of warriors with matanza mil Mortez, sexy star you have the rudo section of worldwide underground uh they're doing their thing then you have certain lesser featured characters putting their personality out there for their segment of the match but they're not competitive but they're not threatening the competitive portion they give a bit of a breather and i think the the competitive portion of the match was the people that were in it it's yeah. the percentage of the match that it took up and if it took up more it might it might have just you know personally it might have exhausted the crowd more you know um it might have you really think it would have worn them out more? Uh, hold on, we got we're getting. Did uh, Joseph just sent a picture of an outlet on his wall? To our, <laughs> oh, you see you see that right? No, I'm not. Look, I'm not looking at the. Uh, look at the Google chat. Chat thing because I'm so, in the, the master. I'm not in a regular Google Hangout. I'm actually through YouTube. Doing the master setup, it's it's a little bit different. I'm asking him to click on the link. Maybe it's not working. But it's what I'm still in your ass. Can you go click on that link. All right. Well, what I'm saying is, it's that when you tell a story, <laughs> he's saying yes. Maybe he's fucking with me. I don't know. You try it. Uh, but me, I I think in telling the story of this match, you have different aspects of it. You have the competitive, you have a little bit of a breather, you have heavy action again and back and forth. And I think these guys fit into a portion of the match that was taken up by guys and people higher on the card to them. Oh, there he is. Oh. What up? There he is. Bitches. <laughs> El Jefe himself. You fucking bitch motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, we're doing the ad. Dude, I can't. Ads. I can't believe you're here and Casey is not. Casey is running and hiding from tonight's episode. You know that, right? I'm alive. Why, why Dude, would you not be alive? This has got to be a crazy night. Oh, it's the best night ever. It's incredible. Well, look, I, I, I said earlier that, you know, they couldn't get it done with Helena Cell. They, Hillary couldn't get it done. But yet somehow... <laughs> Chris motherfucking DeJoseph is the guy that got it done and gave some power back to the people that really freaking deserve it. I'm telling so, you, Lucha Underground has a mysticism about it that just makes things work out at the right time, at the right place. It's amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, this was taped how long ago? And I, how I more know, perfect like could this be? <laughs> Some shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I just can't even imagine how perfect this timing worked out that, that you have this huge empowering moment right when everybody needs it. It was funny. I was texting with Chris Roach. Uh, I, actually, no, we were sitting in the same room. And I said to him uh, before uh, on Monday before the election, I said, oh, my God, uh, you know, we're going to break the glass ceiling, too, at the same, on the same night. Well, we're, we're a week off. And he's like, gosh, I wish it was the same night. I said, Oh, it doesn't matter. There'll be a woman president and then a woman world champion right afterwards. It's going to be crazy. And then what do you know? <laughs> yeah, well, well, now you get the spotlight all to yourself, Lucha my friend. At least Lucha Underground delivered. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so here, here's what we were just talking about. Um, Killshot and AR Fox. Weren't in the match. That's the only thing I was missing, Chris. Dude, only they thing. were eliminated. They, they, they. I know. The match last week. We needed them to go backstage Ricky and rough somebody up for their tickets. The well, Ricky Mandel. It was really nice uh, to see him back, and it was really yeah. unfortunate that uh, he ran. A, but he's never faced the guy that that took him out because he's only faced Pentagon Junior. Tonight was I his sense, first. I sense of a Pentagon big future Buck. for young Ricky Mandel. Well, thank goodness for that. Yeah. So and and. I'm happy he got all his lip put on the tights and participate. He, you know, he gets it. <laughs> oh, he got this it. It was awesome, right. though. Like, there were so many people who got to shine a little bit. Like, first of all, Joey Ryan had a good plan last year, but he, his plan uh, uh, was a lot worse. It got worse this time around. No, but it was say. better because if you really think about it, it was like, okay, he came in way early last time. So this time he came in a little late. You know, he had a chance. It was, it was a good strategy. But he was going to get beat up by the next guy regardless of who it was. But it could have been Pimpinella. It could have been Ooh. Mascarita. True. Not Where's Pimpinella? Whooped his ass. But it could have <laughs> been anybody. He didn't know it was going to be Mil Muertes. That's true. Yeah, I just got to tell you, I wouldn't have handcuffed myself next to Casey uh at all. I think that he just picked That's a bad true. spot. He should have handcuffed himself on the other side, at least by Chiaki or something. <laughs> That's a yeah. very valid point. Yeah, especially if you know that Casey won't show up on the podcast right afterwards, you know? <laughs> well, I think what happened was I think Casey watched the East Coast version, and you know how big a Pentagon fan he is. And I think oh, when the, uh, the Black Lotus Triad came out, I think, uh, I think we lost Casey at that point, I have to say. I mean, look, he's just, he's just a huge Pentagon fan. Yeah. I'm a huge Pentagon fan, but I'm already out for the Pentagon triad. will get his due, though, right? No, we're never gonna. What's ever, that, We're never gonna pay off Pentagon ever because we know that <laughs> Pentagon is the most over person. We will never give that to any any fan. <laughs> Why would you? I mean, just let the marks keep paying for it. Yeah, you know, the, the they always say the money's in the chase, right? Yeah, we're chase going forever. straight up Stanford. We don't give a shit. We're just gonna say fuck that never. <laughs> <laughs> Never. But everyone says Cerro Miedo with him. Can you win that one match? It doesn't matter. We're gonna we're gonna make uh, you know we'll make T-shirts that say No Cerro Miedo. That's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. We are. Well, that's like that's like uh, one of the shirts you have out there already. That um, what was that one, Justin? All the merchants. The shirts, Mangry. The the latest the Pentagon shirt. 
Is this the one? Are you talking about the one I'm wearing? No, no, the one after that. Oh, the tour one. That's the worst one. Yeah. The oh yeah, the one that went up on uh, pro wrestling tees. Yeah. Yeah, there's some really bad merch. Let's be honest. Yeah. I refresh that. And we I have, and I, you know, I apologize, but that is, that is one of the things that we definitely were tearing up. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, I just saw a couple of the other ones ask, that are good now. That's a question. Yeah. Would you wear a, yeah. a Lucha Underground Training Center uh, t-shirt <laughs> that, that you see on pro wrestling tees? Probably not, because I've never heard of the fucking Lucha Underground Training Center. What the fuck? <laughs> Only if you made it look like one of the new tap out athletic shirts. Oh if you did that, God. I'd be right on it. It's the fucking worst. Hold on, where is the Lucha Underground Performance Center? I don't know. Uh, fucking, it's in my mind. That's pretty much it. Oh. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's the, the parking lot behind the temple. All off of I did. I did buy the Rabbit Tribe shirt like a couple days ago. The Rabbit Tribe shirt's okay. I'm going to the Kill Shot shirt. A, there was a version of it. That said left for dead on it. And like I would have totally bought that one, but now I'm like, eh, I don't really know who that guy is, I won't buy it. Just- I like that simple logo though. I'm gonna I'll be the one guy rocking the kill shot shirt for you in the temple. This makes that. me wonder like, <laughs> <laughs> who's sitting over in WWE creative right now that is actually a brilliant writer like yourself, but is just trapped over there writing garbage. Well pretty much pretty much when I was there they just took all my ideas and made them their own so right probably say i think That's ryan fair. ward has some potential he's good i think dave kapoor thinks outside the box but when it really comes down to it like at least the time i was there everybody just wanted what i was throwing down so they took it and that was it so did you have to fight for this one like this big aztec warfare or was this just a no-brainer for you guys no i pretty much get to do whatever i want it seems like that. How is yeah. that possible, though, in the wrestling world in this day and age? <laughs> well, because that MGM and these guys with money are actually just going to say, "Hey, fuck it, give it to DJ. Let him see what he can do." Look, my boss is is a very smart man. He he has surrounded himself with the best talent that he can in every aspect, whether it be a producer or a writer or whatever it might be. And he says, "Hey, uh, I trust you to do what you know how to do." And you know, he don't know. I booked wrestling for 10 years in WWE and before that, probably five years before that. And it's like, I understand the business. I understand those kinds of things. And they gave me, they empower me to do it. So I deliver. It seems so Uh, refreshing with Lucha Underground to see fully thought out stories with beginning, middle, ends, and (laughs) complexity. You say that now, but you haven't seen all the ends yet. I'm still mad about the limo guy. But the th- yeah, well, first well, of all, limo what are you guy. mad about the limo guy for? We want to see I who just, Everything will be paid uh, but, off eventually, dude. You think I just put something on TV and I will never pay it off? You're oh, of course crazy. I think you will. Dude, of course I think I'm you so will. I'm so crazy and obsessed that if I if something like that happens, I have to know. I have to. I have to deliver. I can't just sit back and just oh, oh yeah, I did that. And but it's it's so it. refreshing to see effective storytelling. Just effective storytelling, not effective wrestling storytelling. If that makes Byron sense. is fifty. So the wrestling storytelling is not effective at all. I would yeah. say that our standards are a lot lower when it comes to storytelling and wrestling. Yeah, for what we're used to, what we Huh? You don't like the wrestling? 
No, I'm, I love wrestling. I'm just saying that we're so used to storylines or characters being introduced, not paid off, being dropped, or, you know, if something is good, then, you know, there's certain things you have to disregard in By, general. Byron, Byron's drunk as shit, by the yeah, way. He was I drinking with vanilla ice today. I am. I'm just, <laughs> what I'm but saying you know, is. It's, it's like being beaten, you know? It's like being beaten and then being feels horrible your whole life. It's like, oh, God, you don't deserve it. You no, don't I'm not saying bad things. I'm God, saying God, that. Christopher. <laughs> You don't deserve it. You can't eat dinner tonight. Boom, slap you in the face. The next thing you know. No, I'm, I'm saying that you should. You deserve all the dinners you want. I'm saying that the quality <laughs> of Lucha Underground is transcends the genre. Like it's good storytelling beyond the genre that it, it exists in. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I think that's probably what we're trying to do. But we'll still get slapped around by our moms. Well, how was the reaction tonight? I mean, I saw you on Twitter a lot. What was the East Coast reaction like? Was was it what you expected? I think the East Coast reaction was better than I expected. I was expecting a, a pretty much a torture train tonight. I was expecting the Wrestling Observer audience to be like, oh, oh that's the worst thing I've ever seen. How did you put a belt on a woman? So bad. It's like, I was expecting that, but you know what? Surprisingly... Most people were happy and they liked it and it was fun and, and it's exciting. And if you really look at the mm. big story, it makes sense. And, mm. and and that's what we try to do with Lucha Underground is make sense and and, and make things happen and make things, uh, you know, um, set up and pay off. So, you know, I mean, a million people could have said what they did, you know, eight months ago, uh, big time big time supposedly big time websites and and their and their guys who are like at one time in your corner and the next second they're not um you yeah know, for real they, they can yeah. talk about the smack say what they want but <laughs> truth of the matter is i think for the most part the audience of lucha underground appreciated it i don't think casey he probably hates it, he probably <laughs> hates it and i'm cool yeah i'm totally cool with that but i expect that I don't expect to get everybody to love everything that we do, but I think storyline wise and, and uh, we, we made, we made the right decision. Well, I think so. you, you I mean, want people, you want people to have an opinion or reaction to it ultimately. Right. If anything, I think that's what it accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I got to say like, even the people who might react negatively to it, I, you know, that's hopefully going to pop a number next week too. If people tune in to see, what you do with it from here. Like, do you keep sure. it on her? going to lose it. What's going to happen? Cause we, we saw the setup with Mundo is, is it's challenging. I mean, if he's not too banged up from this, that he's going to go after her. So, or whoever was the winner is what he said, which is, you know, that means you got built in storyline set up before the match even started, which is great. I mean, you know where it's going now. We, we got more action coming. Yeah. I mean, hopefully people are okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it is what it is. It's a story. Yeah. And I think uh, from from the beginning to the end or from start to finish or whatever you say about Lucha Underground, our commitment from the beginning to the end has always been story. And story is is key. And I think story is what drives people to the show. I think especially with the current events these days, like – people are kind of in need of some type of heroic uh, influence or character right now. Some it, sort of inspiration. We had no idea. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, it's just, true, you know, we've talked it's about the this perfect timing. 
yeah. that sexy star is one of the true real baby face characters out there left that still gets a pop from the audience Pure manages baby. to completely be good all the time and always do the right thing and there's so few of those left that that haven't you know toyed with the dark side yeah i would um, say I would say in Lucha Underground, Sexy Star and Phoenix are the most pure characters, for sure. Right. The most pure. They have the purest heart. They have never gone against or done something. I uh, feel like Son of Havoc is is there now also. Yeah. didn't necessarily start oh, well, there, but that he's there he now, too. Still, you have to go back in his past, and there's a flaw, you know? Yeah. There's also a difference. I think nowadays people like the like the edginess with characters, and so there's a the danger of if you're too pure babyface, if you're too good, you could be I, you could come off as cheesy a little bit. You know. I agree. I agree 100 that that the babyface nowadays, especially, needs to have a flaw. I mean, it, it's like Iron Man is so much cooler when he's drunk, you know, or or you know, or doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. when he's willing to roll the dice. He's like, that's the guy. You know, I think I think that really goes down to Phoenix, who's in love with this horrible monster, but he's that's his weakness is this woman who, you know, who I think in a way he is so sympathetic to and loves that he'll do anything for her. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Phoenix and Katrina. I think Phoenix and Katrina. Me. Which is also there was somebody who was asking a question about that. I think it was uh, was it. I think that's Lucha? one of the hidden yeah. hidden love stories of Lucha Underground that people no. don't really they they look at it and they see it as it is, but they don't really see it as it is. Well, I mean, you had people <laughs> from the trailer thinking that Phoenix was somebody else in there. I was just like, what are you guys watching? <laughs> well, Phoenix is you'll see in the trailer he's moving on to things, but. Don't 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 forget who Katrina is. Oh, I know. <laughs> and don't forget what she's all about. And 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 she's not a person who is uh, very giving necessarily. <laughs> yeah. She's not very cool with those kind of things. She's a possessive person. Yeah, you get control totally of see, people. You can totally see how Mel Martez, uh, and apologies, Justin, but how Mel Martez through the partnership is still kind of a slave to her. Yeah, I mean, she's the boss. <laughs> and honestly, who who wouldn't be that slave? Let's, That's you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's up like, for sign me, me up. Any, sign me up tomorrow. <laughs> Though I do got to say, we need some more hot women in Lucha Underground that aren't like 200 to 1,000 years old. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Well, you got, you know, women with these amulets that, that have all this longevity in life and 200-year-old witches and whatnot. You know, we want... You have, you have Katrina, who's, who's uh, triple digits. Uh, Captain Hotness is allegedly um, somewhere yeah, around there, too. It's not about, <laughs> it's and then not you about have... the age. It's not about the age? <laughs> uh. No. Are you, I, I mean, how, how old are you guys? Fuck. Uh, seven. I'm, I'm the old one. It's not about the age; it's about the experience. <laughs> I'm, I'm chasing, you know, some serious Drago <laughs> years myself over here. You know, okay, so I got the, I got to ask you this. Okay, will Vinny Massaro ever get to take a crap in peace in that bathroom? Uh, possibly. He. I haven't thought about it. That's the payoff that I'm really yeah. waiting for. Like it can be season three, four, five. The even. best is the best is when Vinny goes to take a shit. 
Mil Mortis like grabs him by the fucking throat and throws him <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> Vinny's bowels are the true underdog of Lucha Underground. They are. Vinny can never get that shit out. Uh, well, he's got to stop eating food from that, that gas station down the street in Boyle Heights. That would be the first thing. He wouldn't need to go in there every night. You need to try out that taco cart instead. Vinny's such a good sport, dude. He's re- you know what, dude? I love that guy because in the beginning, I had no plans whatsoever for him, and he just kept showing up every week. And it almost got like annoying. I'm like, God, I can't take him anymore. I can't take. Only way to get rid of him is give him more camera time. All of a sudden, next thing I know, I'd be like, I'd be like getting into my car, and somebody would be opening my door, and it'd be Vinny Massaro, you know. And I was like, Oh my God, where is this guy coming from? He's like, he's like, he can't be stopped. He's like a plane. <laughs> but, oh, but but then the next thing I know, it was like Vinny was like, "Hey, let me work a match." And I was like, "You know what? Let's let Vinny work a fucking match." Then Vinny works a match, and he's awesome. He's incredible. And like, next thing I know, like I was like, "You know what? I I respect the shit out of that guy because he came every week." He drove himself down from the Bay Area every week and slept in his car at night. Like, holy shit. You're Which is crazy. amazing. He totally could have come and stayed with one of us. He's like, he's like, I don't care what my role is. Just give me a role. And I said, okay, there you go. You're going to get thrown through a table and your arm broken. <laughs> but he does, he does totally exemplify he's what Lucha Underground's about because yeah. he's the underdog character. guy. That you know, people didn't necessarily know, and he's getting it done by word of mouth, putting in a good, strong showing yeah, every time. Root motherfucker, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, he's, he's definitely, DIY. he's definitely, er, he's definitely earned the respect, I think, of a lot of the really loyal and you know the smaller, like really loyal local Lucha Underground uh, fan base. I think because well, he's a fan too. Yeah, know? and he doesn't yeah. just bug DJ. I mean, every one of the believers that comes anywhere near the temple knows who he is too because he hits all of us up. I mean, yeah, yeah he's smart as shit, man. That's the way to some do of it. my some of my favorite matches that I've seen live have been Vinny Massaro matches. <laughs> wow, well, the, you know, is it the four way, the four way. <laughs> there was a four way match with Vinny Massaro versus Arhenis. Versus Ricky Mandel versus Famous B. Yeah. Oh. Great. That's a Lucha Underground classic. <laughs> I don't, were you at that one, Byron? I was at that. That was. I was, I was not. I think oh, I, I was there. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, I, I've seen him in dark matches. And I don't want to give away who no, or what no, no, or whatever. It's not a dark but, match. Uh, it's a real match. No, I know that was a real one. That was. We at, no, 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 no. That was no, the four way of like. We don't. No, we actually gave them TV time. That was the broken arm match, right? Everyone who had their arms broken got to fight each yeah. other. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> they all threw punches Classic. and grabbed their elbows afterwards. That pretty much created three characters on that on that same show created three characters. That's awesome. One has found pictures of a exotic island. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right? The other has a phone number. And then Vinny is, uh, you know, has to take a shit. <laughs> and then our NS, who the fuck knows? <laughs> I can't wait to see where some of that angle is going to. And if Drago ever gets out of the damn bathroom himself, he seems to always be in there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but he's there for a reason. You know that, right? His Dump skin's got to stay cool, right? Yeah, it's wet. It's wet. <laughs> His skin's got to stay cool and wet and moist. When you're scaly, you have to stay around moisture, dude. Even if it's dirty. Is the, is the plumbing messed up? 
No, but like that's a nasty ass area. If you're in the locker room with the weights, you're not going to get wet. If you're in a bathroom with slime and seven toilets. Now, you know, did Cobra Moon get did Cobra Moon get hazard pay for doing that slinky slide across that floor? Because that was pretty gross. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Just Uh-oh. yeah. Don't talk That's about it. it. It's going to be like UFC. Everyone's going to start asking for more I'm money. I'm still trying to get paid for that scene. So. <laughs> Skip's not going to give it to you out of his budget, man. He's keeping all of that. <laughs> It's cool to see the production value uh, increase, but also just really develop and uh, evolve over the seasons, too. Speaking of uh, the vignettes. You're trying to get a piece of that budget, Byron. You want to go make vignettes for, yeah. for DJ? He's got a guy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm too, got a guy. He's shoot, really good. I'm too, busy getting, I'm too busy getting fluorescent light bulbs smashed on me on home renovation shows. Oh, I feel so bad that for you. Fucking today. Hey, dude, I've worked on home renovation shows. I hate them. Yeah, it's the worst thing. Oh. I mean, it's one thing to be in the field. Okay, the fields. Oh, okay. To be in post, this is the worst possible sentence you could ever have. <laughs> oh, I tend to agree. I'd rather be out in the field, getting it done in the field. Oh yeah. God. Okay, now let's make this de- demolition go faster. Uh, oh, God bless the story producers that string that shit out. There. <laughs> my guys were yeah, the notes were horrible. Yeah. What are you doing with Kevin Cross? We love Kevin Cross. He's a good friend of ours. But what am I doing we, with Kevin Cross? I'm gonna fuck. I know you can't tell Cross. us. That's what I'm gonna fucking do. Okay. What? I'm gonna fucking shove Kevin Cross down your fucking throat. That's what I'm gonna do. I can't wait, yeah, man. This guy, like all the stuff I've seen him do, has been amazing, and I. Can't even believe you got your hands on him. I thought for sure he was going to end up in WWE. And when yeah, I heard so you guys I, were getting, so, so did I, but, uh, you know, in talking with him and I knew uh, what, I mean, you ever seen this guy cut a promo, by the way? Yeah. He's, I watch all of his promos. He, I don't care if it's is, his Facebook Live or his. He is ridiculous. Like the he, best promo ever. Like He's so well-spoken. I, like, I just want to watch a movie of him murdering me. You know, like this dude is the fucking man. If you haven't seen the Polly Culver thing where he chases Polly down in the uh, radio station and tells him he's going to break him like a cheap Chinese toy or something, uh, there's just so many great things in it. You got to see it. It's hilarious. It's Ke- to me, Kevin Cross is the promo of a generation. He's awesome. He's, he's, not, he's a physical specimen. Like, dude, dude is badass. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and he's got that crazy, like, boss root and pan here, crazy here, wrestle here's style. The here's the thing. We take our time with people that we care deeply about. Um, we did it with Matanza. Uh, we were originally had him supposed to be out in episode 9. He didn't appear until episode 210 or 209 or whatever it was. Right. Like, we take our time. Um, we think about it. And we make we execute. Uh, we don't... We don't rush it, and Kevin Cross is a special talent, in my opinion, a special one. I've seen a lot of talent. I've seen everybody. He's good, and he is different, and he, I think, has the potential. I'm not going to say he's going to reach it, but he has the potential to be one of the best ever, I believe. 
I, I gotta tell you, man, I, I've seen a lot of guys pretty early in their career, and I'm gonna agree mm-hmm. that he's he's way up there. And like yeah. I said, no 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 slight to you guys, but I was really surprised when I heard you guys got it. I thought for sure WWE developmental would have him and be or, grooming him for some shitty angle to get strap him with for four years. And you know, yeah. I'm so much happier that you guys got him, and I hope he does some some Japan yeah. stuff too, and some overseas stuff or whatever he can get his hands on in the in the downtime from instead Lucha. of the tall man, he would have been the Uber man or something. Like that. <laughs> lift yeah. guy. But every single company out there <laughs> with the big mustache and everything that would have been amazing. Oh, sidecar ride now pay me. <laughs> Please tip twenty percent. Well, you know, and you guys would have had to have rescued him like like uh, Mr. Jeremiah Crane. You know, you guys can also do a good rescue job too, I see. Oh. Yeah, but it's not really I don't I don't think that's a rescue job. I think like Sammy Callahan is a fucking bad motherfucker. He's cool. Yeah. He's awesome. He's a great talent. Uh, you know, granted, he went to WWE and he was, you know, trying to get uh, that big tall guy over and stuff like that. Okay, like I get it. Like that's that that that's the goal there. Right. It made sense, right. but I just didn't like it. A guy like that with that kind of work ethic and that kind of talent, and you're like, yeah. hey, you know what, Sammy? I'm gonna give you a pass to go and play tonight. Go play. And then he goes and plays, and he fucking steals the fucking show. I mean, that's what I think about that guy. I mean, I am I'm so impressed by him, like, mm. not only as a, a performer, but as a professional and as a, a businessman. Like, I respect the shit out of that guy. He runs shows in Iowa. He does all shows. All, I think he's running a show WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a businessman, and he's, he's legit. He, he, he is... Uh, to me, one of the brightest minds in the whole business. I think he did a great job. Like he hit the ground running on the indie circuit. It really like brought his like people. He associated a great performance with them again after not being able to showcase what he really does well in NXT. But something that stood out to me was he uh, became champion of this company in Chicago. They got a new belt. He took it with them to all of his shows everywhere. It got all over social media. What he ended up doing was he put that company on the map as an indie promotion by I himself. Think, I think I think Sammy Callahan is the smartest person in the wrestling business today. Wow. That's a big compliment. I, I do. I do. I, I believe it. He's pretty damn smart. Well, he deserves to get over, man. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see the rest of, of how he plays out this season, yeah. too. Yeah, he, he, he's tremendous. I, I mean, I had brief conversations with him before we started in Lucha, and I think, like, within, like, the first, like, two months, I just I, – I loved his passion and how much he cared about the show and he cared about his stories and cared about every every little detail that he did, and that's, like – that's a rare thing to see. You know, most people would just be like, oh, I'll do what you tell me or – is what it is. It's like it's very rare that you find people that will, you know, go above and beyond, and, and take something to to another level. Because not because they want to. It's almost in a way because they're hungry, and they want to be the best. And I I, I love that. So that's so along that note, when you're bringing a new talent, like what beyond that, like what do you look for, or what have you seen that really? 
draws you to someone besides Sammy Kelly, besides uh, Kevin Cross? Well, I mean, all these guys are so different. First of all, a chip on their soldier is it, shoulder is the biggest thing to me. I mean, to me, that's 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 what drives me. I have a giant fucking chip on my shoulder. It's fucking stories high of of, of what I want and what I want to accomplish and what I want to do. And not to say that I'm ever going to do it. I don't know that, but I do know that I want to fucking destroy. I want to win. I want to be better than uh, you know the people that left me behind and and um i think that that is kind of an infectious disease in lucha underground that 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 will to prove to the world that you are better than anybody ever really thought you were and i think that's what makes the show special i even think it's the fans too and and, and the la and the market and everything it's like you know, I even think for so long, L.A. has been kind of disregarded. It's like, oh, New York, Philadelphia, Chicago. Those are the only places for wrestling. Or, or, or like somewhere in the south. Or like, like, you know, I don't know, fucking somewhere in North Carolina. But LA, And they were for a while, but we got it now with I'm you sorry, guys. But L.A. L.A. owns the fucking wrestling scene right now, whether it's PWG, Lucha Underground. Like, I don't know. I think Cali is running shit, and that's that's the way it is there. We are, and I mean, if nothing else, you got to come through here if you want to make it. Now, you got to show up. Yeah. You got to do a show. You got to take your bumps out here, or go the fuck yeah. away. I, I completely agree. It's awesome. It's awesome for me. You know, yeah. I live four blocks from PWG. <laughs> I can get to the temple in twenty-five minutes. You know, I'm loving it. <laughs> Some of these I'm other schmucks might be here. I'm in the valley. I, I I will go to PWG, but it's too expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I did not go to Bola as I had planned for that very reason. Byron and I were like, should we go yeah. or but should we? Well, I wasn't sure if I was going to be more working this year. But last year, I did get to go to Bola. I had It just it worked out perfectly, perfectly where I had a day off of work on the day they were selling tickets. So I bought Casey and myself uh, ringside tickets. And then the event was the weekend before I left for another show. So I like I left uh, like a five hour night three PWG show, finished packing my bags, three hours of sleep, got on a plane, and then I went to my boring ass job. And <laughs> see, this is so, what happens. We're sitting here talking about Lucha Underground, and Byron's putting over PWG. This happens to us every fucking week. But no, I saw Pentagon and Phoenix and Drago and Arrow. Let 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 El Jefe ask Sorry. you a question here. I have one question to ask you, and and you can take it the wrong way, and you can shit on it, and that's fine. But if somebody asks you for season four of Lucha Underground, I'm, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just asking a hypothetical question that you had to pay to go. Would you pay? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And I, honestly, I, I would prefer I would, to pay, actually. I, I almost think it would be better with how things got towards the end of season three with the lines and how crazy it was. It's like you, you almost – there's no way to enforce any kind of hierarchy without going to a ticket. I think, and at this point, you yeah. guys aren't a show that needs to pack a live studio audience the way it was before. Um, yeah. Now, how you release that limited amount of tickets, I don't know, and keep people from fighting for them and whatnot. It could but, be tough, but – I'll I'll already ugly. One, I will give this one spoiler right here tonight. Oh. I'm looking to expand for next season. So uh, hopefully the temple might be 
you know, more accommodating. <laughs> hey, a bigger rowdy section? I, I like yeah, what well, I'm hearing here. I think the rowdy section's good, but I think there's just such a demand. I think that it's time. It's time. Well, I mean, it, it has gotten to that point now where people want to come see it live. People want more merchandise, which you know and all of us always complain about. Yeah. But B got to well, do with their... every day. <laughs> but I mean, we're talking about there is demand for, like how the how the in vivo stuff go. I mean, you guys took it yeah. out on the road for this little cricket I, wireless I promotion, and it went huge. Vivo stuff was amazing. Uh, we got to get firsthand the. I mean, there was fan, like Houston, Texas, for me, blew my mind. It blew my mind. There was about four thousand, five thousand people there that I've never really even seen on social media or anything. Now these are like all new new people, right? And I would say about thirty to fifty percent of them. I remember I say forty. Okay, forty percent had Lucha Underground T-shirts on already. That's amazing. So that, a, so that sent a sign to me, like maybe this is bigger than we think it is, and it's bigger than whatever polling or or ratings device is telling us, because. You don't just have people show up in Johnny Mundo t-shirts to a swap well, yeah. meet in, in, <laughs> in, in Houston. I mean, you probably do a little bit, but people knew the storylines. They knew everything. And they knew the chants. They knew – it was like they wanted to make the temple themselves there at, at the time. And that was fascinating. Well, I mean, it was the same thing when you guys went to Austin the year before, too. I mean, it was like the temple just moved for a day. And, mm-hmm. and I got to tell you, like, we, was, we all work in TV, all three of us. So there's a difference, though, between ratings and saturation. And I think that you guys have reached this point where the number is going to be the number because El Rey only gets into a certain amount of households. Yeah. But yet somehow you're getting 100% maximum saturation of those people. There aren't are people that are actually understanding and comprehending the entire product the whole time which yeah, is amazing I, to I, me I do, like, th- I do think the key is to get on a platform that uh lets more people see it and find it and mm-hmm. i think maybe hopefully hopefully that's something in the future got everybody's talked it to death i mean yeah uh, if you guys showed up on a hulu or netflix where people could actually sit down and watch those other episodes for their 9.99 they're already paying a month i mean i love the itunes thing and i bought season one but uh, you know I'm, I'm a hardcore fan some of the hardcore fans might not do that but if they trip over it on netflix watch two episodes in a row they're yours for life i i agree i think i think if you get through the first nine of season one you might be hooked mm-hmm. that's what happened to me <laughs> Well, it's like we were talking the about the Breaking Bad thing. It's like <laughs> <laughs> he said it, not me. I didn't say it. Oh, we, we've heard the stories about him, all the curveballs. You know, after the first one, I wondered if I'd ever have a job again. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Come on. But then I no, I knew I knew that Puma and Mundo saved the show. They did. Yeah, those guys happen to be incredibly talented. Yeah, they saved the show. And I can't believe you put Puma in a coffin. What the F? I was almost crying. <laughs> Come on. That's Come on, you up. were there. You know you know what's going to happen. Come on. My brother just can't get ahead in this world, man. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't pull that. He has Aztec blood, dude. 
Come on, yeah. Uh, what I? Oh, come on, I have got to be able to hold a race card now, right? No, but Puma. Is I thought like, race cards know. were were back on the table for everyone nationwide. We can all pull race cards again now, right? I thought I thought yeah. you were I thought you were pulling. Okay, I'm I'm too I'm, I'm too. Uh, I know but, you're uh, drunk. No, uh, I'm getting there. We're too white. We can't pull any cards. Um, I put on sunscreen on my face. <laughs> I don't know, man. America's it. great again. I think you guys can get away with just about anything now. <laughs> I'm not Jewish, so I'm actually kind of cut out. Byron, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> this is our time. I'm going to start taking money from poor people. <laughs> oh, you do that already. You're in television. Nothing can stop us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, there is no one to blame but the three of us. And in fact, we are yeah. almost the most responsible people because we make reality TV. We invented this person. That's all I'm going to say. It's our fault somehow. <laughs> I, don't I, I, I do. I do have a question, though. Speaking of Puma's Aztec Man, blood, another person who shared uh, Puma's blood, um, Knight was also part of the same tribe. Where'd he Nightclaw? go? Nightclaw? Nightclaw? Nightclaw. I want to Nightclaw. see Nightclaw. Nightclaw is part of the same tribe, but I don't know where I don't know where he went. He's just like Daga, you know, like like Cobra Moon said, Oh, Daga was torn apart by Lord Pindar. But what does torn apart necessarily mean? You know, like you know, I think Lucha Underground is a place where unless we tell you you're dead, you're not dead. <laughs> I mean you did tell a few people. Yeah, Conan's dead. Conan is fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, we, we've established that one. Vampiro has made that very clear this season. And, and in case you I didn't like, know that he was like, dead, like we brought back out his like coffin Carlos again. This <laughs> <laughs> is great. <laughs> I liked that was that was really cool at the beginning or around the beginning of season two where you had the police office, the police station with the missing posters, missing flyers. Yeah, yeah, we did that, that was, on purpose. Yeah, yeah, it's Blue you Demon, don't, you don't see that attention to detail normally. I, you know, and part of me really wishes Hernandez wasn't gone. I like, I loved him. He's one of my favorites. There was nobody more fun to throw heat at than Hernandez. Oh, they the believers hated Hernandez, but Hernandez <laughs> is you know, they just didn't make the right choices. But you know, I love I still love that guy. He's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well that's gotta be that's gotta be tough for you. How how is like the outside stuff affecting you guys? Like, you know, sexy with her. Well, the outside stuff, stuff with any, the outside stuff with anything is always shit, you know, because you have to deal with the outside stuff. You don't want to. Um, but it's good. I mean, I will tell you this. Lucha Underground is Lucha Underground. We're committed to telling the best story. And, and uh, in my opinion, this is my own personal opinion, not necessarily the opinion of others, <laughs> is, that story, right. is that story triumphs all. And you have to tell story first. And that should not affect anything else. So... See, we get worried about it as as fans because of the lead time and you know the the gauging reactions to angles and whatnot. So we're always like questioning, damn, you know, they gotta film stuff nine months out and then this wrestler is getting into this and that and the other thing. Are they gonna be able to pay this off later? Or if this guy fucks up outside of Lucha Underground, is this gonna be a problem? Like we get scared as fans for you. Yeah, but, but, damn, how's DJ gonna ride his way out of this? But we also the most part was that 
for the most part, when things are happening, we're working and paying off. I mean, yeah, like uh, we're not really gonna all of a sudden, you know, lose our shit and not be able to handle ourselves because something happens. Like, I think we can pivot and play. You know, on season three, I taped everything out of order so that nobody yeah. knew what was happening. Believe yeah, me, was, I know. We've been trying to piece that shit together for the last four months, man. Me and Casey had stuff on a board one day trying to yeah. move pieces around so we could talk about it on this dumb show. Well, it's just like DJ has completely gotten us here. We have no idea what's going on. Like, I saw these guys doing this and this on this date, but then they were doing this, which obviously can't be after that. Like, you completely got you mean, us. Like, we have like the Taya sexy star story, like the beginning, or even the Mundo sexy star story, that was all taped later. Late in, late in season three and not taped in the beginning. I'll tell you, my only marker is whatever's going on with Jack's face. That like kind of tells me <laughs> where things were shot. That's the only way <laughs> but, I but can even judge Jack's it now. Face, like, before Jack, like, so we had storyline where Jack is, is involved in shit and, and then we had already taped stuff in reverse where he's fine and then right. he gets hurt. So we had to plug in stuff where it's like, Oh, Jack's really hurt. So the pouting episode, right? Jack's hurt in the pouting episode. Which was amazing. Uh, and we thought that that was going to come after when we saw it, but they came before. And so we were all cracking up because we <laughs> knew what was going on. But we were just like, damn, DJ is a genius. How the hell did he figure that out? It's also amazing how versatile uh, Jack is because he's a loudmouth and you expect him to be good at being a loudmouth. But when he can't talk, he still has so many other tools. You only have a limited opportunity to, to make a decision and go with it. And you got to stick with it sometimes, you know. Thank you very much for stopping yeah, by. You, you have an it's open okay. invitation anytime. Like to talk to me anymore. Like, we've had enough of you, Deeds. You've had too much to drink tonight. <laughs> You're obviously a bad fucking guest. <laughs> Dude, it's one in the morning over here. I'm in- oh, my God. I have to Quit. wake up Is this, a, is this a mayhem? Re- What's this show called? Masks, Mats, and Mayhem. MMM Didn't show. I never be on this fucking show ever. Oh, you weren't supposed to remember that. Yeah. No, hell froze oh, over tonight. Ah. Sexy star won oh, the belt. Hell froze shit. over, so you actually came on. You probably won't remember this. It'll be cool. You botched, dude. You totally botched. Aston John from Twitter. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfamiliar. You heard it from Twitwiles Chris to Joseph right there that uh, he botched it. He thought this was a completely different show. Yes. <laughs> God. I think I heard some southern drawl <laughs> of a painful yell out in the distance. Oh, you're talking about those fucking Missouri motherfuckers or Tennessee, wherever they live? Uh, yeah, I was the just last a- real heels? Uh, who? The, la- the, the last real heels? Yeah, so, oh, like the J-Man. Reverend Jesse Jackson. J-Man. I was at J-Man's house a couple nights ago. J-Man Incorporated. I wanted J-Man to come on tonight um, to talk to, about some UFC 205 and some MMA stuff, but uh, his internet is whack now. He moved to some new house deeper in the part of the woods, and now hey, he can't you, do you know what? When you live in the middle of fucking nowhere, you move deeper into the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Byron, have, you, have you seen his new I place, Byron? I yeah, have lived I, in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been to J-Man's house. It's about 50 minutes into the trees. You know, it's a... Uh, it's, it it's takes a four wh- hours before you see another white person. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Not> bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm never visited. They'll kill my black ass out there. I'm never Hi. going. Hi. Is that, is that, is that you, Urban? 
Ah, I love those guys. I love them too. True believers forever. The best believers. Mm -hmm. Okay, boys. All right, well, thanks for tolerating me. I'm sure I'll get in some kind of trouble after this airs. But, hey, fuck it. We're going live. (laughs) We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll just get Russia to crash the servers. It'll be fine. Nobody will ever know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see you guys. See you. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, DJ. <laughs> this well, was awesome. that was uh, Twitwiles Krista Joseph. That that's Byron Fever over there on the East Coast. There's no Casey tonight. He we think he's protesting because Pentagon uh, did the job for a couple of ladies from Japan. And uh, I'm Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Harvey seventy five, MMM Show seventy five on Twitter uh, at Byron Fever at Krista Joseph. Tweet us up. Let us know what you think. Tell us what your theories are. Thanks to everybody who's in the uh, chat room live, too. We actually had quite a few people listening live. Um, so big shout-outs to Mass Fan, Zero Cool, who's always down for the show. Um, anybody else who's chatting it up in there. Man, there's a bunch. Oh, Rob Viper was in there for a while, oh, too. Wow. Yeah, sweet. And we're out of here. So until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. Stay in the mix.